Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode 143 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill, and only Jill. I'm doing this episode by myself. I volunteered, which is surprising if you've listened to any of the past episodes when I end up in our studio by myself. Uh, But there was something I wanted to talk about in particular. So I, yeah, I volunteered for this episode to do it all by my lonesome. So thanks for listening. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So go ahead and get started on this, right? Um, if there's one thing I love more than fantasy novels, and if you have listened to this podcast, you know that I love fantasy novels. It is fantasy novels and big epic series that feature a library. I'm a librarian. I can't really help it. I'm a librarian who loves fantasy novels. So of course, I love libraries in fantasy novels. I have this quote, uh, welcome to Nightville quote that I have hanging in my cube here at Overdrive that says, there is no such thing as fiction, just nonfiction written in the wrong parallel universe. And that pretty much sums up how I feel about fantasy libraries because my headcanon insists that the following libraries that I'm going to talk about are all real and thus the books in them are all real and I just have to figure out how to get there yeah that's I'm holding on to that as fact so you know that's how that goes so that is what we are talking about today kids we are talking about libraries in fantasy novels to have a little fun with music today. So I am going to start with um, the Hogwarts Library from the Harry Potter series. I am only starting with this because it is probably the one I have um, been reading the longest. Number two was a tough choice to put at number two, but Harry beat it by a few years in terms of learning and reading the books for the first time. So, all those magical books, you guys, can you just imagine what that would be like? They, like, talk and move and do weird things. It would be, oh, it would be so magical (laughs) to go and hang out in the library. You know, if, if I had to pick one of the Deathly Hollows, because like every Harry Potter fan, I've had that conversation with myself, which Deathly Hollow would I pick? I would pick the invisible the uh invisibility cloak just so i could you know sneak into the restricted section like harry i don't really care about the wands magic powers or um immortality no i just kind of want to go 
where I'm not supposed to go. What, you know, come on. That's, that's totally normal to feel that way. So yeah, there you go. Fun fact, I also keep a um, Madam Pince chocolate frog card at my desk as well. Gotta represent those fantastical librarians as well. So, number one, Hogwarts. Number two, like I said, this was a tough one to put it, number two, but Harry beat it by maybe four years in my reading history. That would be The Citadel from A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin. Oh, you guys. Oh, my gosh. So, we are now halfway through the current season of A Game of Thrones on HBO, and I really need people to talk to about it. Uh, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. You can find us on Twitter at ProBookNerds, and you can email us directly at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com, and you should do both of those things so that we can talk about Game of Thrones. I have read the books. I can't remember if Adam has, but I know he watches the TV show as well because we always talk about it on Monday mornings. So please talk to us about Game of Thrones, right? And I have a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings about Game of Thrones. And I've been reading it. I started reading it uh, shortly after Feast for Crows was published. So almost 10 years. Um, I read... I started reading it admittedly because of an ex-boyfriend. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I love Tudor history. And so I was around the same time, had first discovered authors like Alison Weir and was reading all about the Tudor history and uh, not just the Tudors, but that sort of all encompassing English dynasty around that that period of time in, in, in British history. And and my ex goes, oh, if you really like those sort of epic tales of warring families, you should read this fantasy novel uh, series, knowing that I am a fan of, fan, fan of fantasy series as well. Oh, I was hooked ever since. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting because I started reading these books and I just was not prepared for some of the deaths shall we say that happened in book one and I remember I was reading these and I was really into them and I am someone who will fall down form rabbit holes um you should have seen me during tv series lost it was a mess uh so I was I I was online and and just like reading up stuff about these books um and I came across the R plus L equals J theory. And I have been holding on to that for so long. (laughs) I was one of those people who for 10 years was waiting for confirmation of that. And so, yes, the Tower of Joy episode from last year made my whole year. Uh, Just waiting on it. I have a theory. This is all related. Trust me, my like long rant and my long, not really rant, my long monologue about my love for Game of Thrones. This all comes back because I have a theory that um, Sam is going to find some kind of um, proof of R plus L equals J in the Citadel where he's researching. I'm, you know, like somebody sent a raven or there's something 
in one of the books that got lost through history. I don't know. This is my theory. We'll see. But the Citadel, uh, you know, is home to the Order of Maesters. It's where they, they study and they, they train. And, um, you know, when, when John is describing it to Sam, he says there are so many books at the Citadel that no man can hope to read them all. So, I mean, if you're going to find concrete proof of any kind of theory, it's going to be <laughs> lost somewhere in the Citadel. You know, all those books. Can't keep track of all of them. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, George R. R. Martin, he's, a, he's an author who gets books. Like, he understands the importance of books, right? Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes from the entire series comes from the first book when Tyrion tells John. A mind needs books as a sword needs a whetstone to keep it sharp, you know. So, I just really want to go to the Citadel, you guys. So, if, you know, if, if my head canon about these libraries being real turned out to be true, hold on, I'm going to go uh, secure some passage on the next ship to Old Town when I'm done with this. So, just, you know, let me know if you want to get on board with me. We'll go we'll go maybe we'll get to employ the uh the time weird time <laughs> in the tv show which defies all logic of time <laughs> and the passage of time <laughs> it's like i'm i'm telling you they're at that point in the show where you know they're like oh man we have to get all this stuff done and at this point we have nine episodes left granted some of them will be longer than an hour so there's maybe say nine to oh 20 hours of tv left um of game of thrones until it's over but they uh they travel awful fast right so maybe if i book a passage to old town from cleveland ohio i wonder how long that would take it's like the doctor who wibbly wobbly timey wimey reference to time travel that's all i'm gonna say about that okay (laughs) next on my list oh you guys okay i can't remember if i've talked about this on the the podcast before i feel like i've had to when we've done the fantasy episode way back when but the Kingler Chronicle series by Patrick Rothfuss. If you guys have not read this series, it starts with The Name of the Wind. I highly recommend it. It is so good. Um, and there is um, the archives in the uh, Arcanum. Um, well, the Arcanum is a school uh, that um, Kvothe wants to get into. And he won. <laughs> he has like the best entrance exam ever in like any book related to a magical school that I've ever read uh he has the best admittance entrance exam thing I don't know how to describe it but his test and his interview I guess to get into the school is phenomenal anyway he only wants to get in admitted into the school so that he can go to the archives and do research right because you know research on evil beans is serious business and so you gotta do what you gotta do the problem however is that the archives is so vast that um well it's it's both very it's huge countless number of books and it has had multiple um 
basically librarians come in and try and organize it. And each librarian comes in and, and has his own method of organization. And so he just sort of like starts organizing it. But then the process never gets completed in his tenure. And then so then a new librarian comes in and starts organizing it under his system. Um, and the no organization attempt has ever been completed which means that there's like a million organization pockets throughout the entire place <laughs> and finding out titles a bit tricky um it's a bit like searching for you know needle in a haystack which as a librarian with anxiety does not <laughs> oh my god you guys i can't i can't it's just uh kills me every time i read it um Plus, you know, there's that whole secret four-plate stone door thing in the in the uh, archive. Nobody wants to talk about. Nobody knows what's back there. It's just there. It's like Chekhov's gun, but it's Chekhov's stone door. You know, so there's that. Um, although I will say that uh, word on the street is that the third book, which is not out yet, um is supposed to be titled The Doors of Stone. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that that is addressed. The book, the, the doors are addressed in, yeah, the stone door is addressed in The Doors of Stone. That's just a, just a guess. I'm willing to, pay, <laughs> I'm willing to put money on it if anyone wants to take me up on it. Okay. Next up on my list, aren't you guys having fun yet? Right? Listening to me talk about all these fantasy libraries. It's good stuff. The Great Library in the Thursday Next series by Jasper Ford. Um, okay. This book, I this series I know for sure I've mentioned because our listener Daryl has uh, also um, tweeted at us about this series. Um, so this is um, very meta fantasy uh, literary book series. Um, main character's name is Thursday Next. She's British. She works in a, speaking of parallel universes, she works in a, um, world that is not quite ours, but close. Um, and she, in the first couple of books, she, uh, well, in the first book, she has to rescue Jane Eyre, because Jane Eyre has been taken from the book Jane Eyre, and so it's just this book no Jane Eyre in Jane Eyre and so that's a whole thing obviously um and so she discovers there's this whole world that exists within the books that she Thursday can get into and out of and she's a literary detective and it's it's totally fabulous and fun so um in the great library it is comprised of 52 total floors the main 26 floors one for each letter of the alphabet are home to every single published book um, in the book Lost in a Good Book, Thursday says that on all the walls, end after end, shelf after shelf were books. Hundreds, thousands, millions of books. Hardbacks, paperbacks, leather bound, uncorrected proofs, handwritten manuscripts, everything. That's the main floors, 26. Below that are the subterranean floors where there are also 26, one for each letter of the alphabet. Which is where the unpublished books 
are crafted and constructed with the hopes that they'll make it to the floors above. I guarantee I have many, many books down there. Because again, I'm convinced this place is real. Um, oh, and the librarian of the Great Library, the Cheshire Cat. Because of course. While we're on the subject of librarians, um, <laughs> oh, this is a fun one, you guys. Uh, the Unseen University Library in Terry Project's Discworld series. Can't discuss the Unseen University Library without discussing the librarian, right? Due to magical misfortune, as happens sometimes, the librarian was changed into an orangutan and abandoned all hope, ye who refer to him as a monkey. Despite his condition, he refuses to allow anyone to change him back into human form. And the university just kind of continues to employ him because he's the only one who knows where all the books are. Which I guarantee is probably how I managed to keep some of my library jobs too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, fun times. Okay. The library in the Invisible Library series by Genevieve Cogman. I, this is a fin. Oh, this series is so much fun, you guys. So, Cogman has created an entire world of alternate, alternative realities. Like a world, it's like a multiverse <laughs> of alternative realities. And it employs a spy network whose main job is to retrieve books from these other worlds and return them to the mysterious library. Kind of the main one. Throw in some dragons, some chaos, some magic, and you have the makings of a fantastic series, which I devour the forthcoming fourth book is uh <laughs> called the lost plot and it takes place in prohibition era new york city and oh my god i cannot wait i mean 1920s new york city magical libraries just i, I may have already tried to put it on hold possibly it's available for pre-order so you know that's that got to do what you got to do. Finally, can't not talk about Neil Gaiman. Uh, this is the Library of Dreams in the Sandman series. Neil Gaiman is an author who tirelessly advocates for libraries and librarians. And he would, of course, create an incredible library. Dreams Library contains every single book that has ever been imagined even those books that have never been published or even written. Which essentially means that those of us who are waiting for George R. R. Martin to write Winds of Winter need to figure out how to get into um, this library to get a preview. And get some spoilers, you know, because that's how that works, right? Okay, so um, those are my personal favorite fantastical libraries in fiction. Please, I would love to hear about your own, mostly because I want to know about other book series that, that features libraries in fantasy worlds that I can read. So, uh, again, you can find us on Twitter at ProBookNerds and email us directly at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. And, yeah, so please share your favorite 
uh, fantasy libraries with us. And maybe we'll talk about them in a future episode. Okay. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.